everyone, my name is Grace Valentine and welcome back to another edition of the I'm Tired podcast. I'm your host, Grace Valentine. I'm a blogger, I'm an author, I'm a speaker, but most importantly, I'm a friend. I hope through this podcast that you will be encouraged when you are overwhelmed and annoyed. It is my prayer that together we can talk about whatever we're going through, whether it's college kind of sucking or whether you're just tired of your everyday. And together we can find purpose in our everyday. Today I have my friend Caroline Baker on and we actually worked at a summer camp together mm-hmm. with high school girls. She did not want high school girls. She did not want high school girls at first. I was yes. like, I don't she, know she if cried. I Sorry, I, did. <laughs> I don't mean to call you out. But I am glad because we were getting lunch the other day and I was like, I'm so glad you got high school girls, one, because you were so great with it. Yes. It ended up being yeah. the actual best thing. And selfishly, of all time. I met you and now I live in Orlando, your hometown. So yes. that God was God getting yeah. that. Like, you know that's a mean? funny way of bringing us back. Yes. Together. But I love Caroline's perspective on a lot of things in life. Like every time I get lunch, I'm left. You know, we all have that one friend that you're like left feeling like better about yourself. You know? <laughs> and also just God always comes back into the conversation. And I think she has a gift of seeing things with a perspective that um only someone who has a lot of wisdom beyond her years can see. And so I'm so glad you're on today. Me too. Happy to be here. And so you went to UF, right? I could yes. Be wrong. yes. I went to University of Florida. Um, I graduated in May. So yes. I'm so same time as me. Yeah. Yes. It's still that weird transition. I know. Like, Post grad life. You're yeah. like, I am no idea. I- like, no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, no. And I think, like, it's easy at this stage, too, to look back on college and to see all the times that, like, it didn't live up to our expectations. Like, we mm-hmm. see the great moments, but we also see the times where it kind of sucked. And I talk about right. that a lot of my blogs, and mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, my gosh, this is so true. Like, it sucks for me. Like, do you feel like it ever was like that for you, too? I mean, honestly, I feel like I woke up every day, and I was like, I'm just killing it at this life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, honestly, with Caroline, I was like, probably. No. I was like, there's her wisdom. No. <laughs> the reality is that there are so many parts of college. Like, everyone says that college is the best four years of your life. And, um, I mean, I loved college, and I'm so thankful for what I went through and the experience that I had. But I surely hope that, like, those weren't the best four years of my life because, yeah. God willing, I have so much more life to live. And, like, I just hope that I get to better with this adventure with the Lord. But um, college is hard, like, for sure. I think with any new season and with new transitions and change, there comes a lot of hardships and things that you didn't expect or um, just things that didn't turn out the way that you thought they were. And so I think for me – Right off the bat, when I got to college, I experienced a lot of, like, loneliness and isolation Mm -hmm. because I wanted to go in, like, knowing that the Lord was going to use me there and that I was going to do ministry there. And um, But that's for sure not the popular thing, especially when um, you're in Greek life, which is where the Lord placed me to and where he kind of called my heart towards ministry. But, um, yeah, it's definitely not the popular thing, and so I experienced a lot of, like, loneliness and, like, praying all freshman year for, like, the Lord to bring me friends. And, um, you know, I had, like, sweet friends that I brought from college or from high school to college that I was thankful for, um, but really, like, wanted to build that community in college. But it doesn't come, like, right at first. At least it didn't for me um, because the lifestyle I was living was different than the popular choices. Mm-hmm. And um, so you had the a public school, like, yeah, um, university. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just, like, the college culture, like, 
my life didn't look like what the stereotypical college culture mm-hmm, like looks old like. Row, total fraternity move. Never saw you on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't see that? Yeah, I <laughs> the one. I'm yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's definitely times of like feeling left out of you know the popular things or um, feeling burnt out because there's so much pressure to be something or do mm-hmm. something or achieve something in those four years, um, and so you feel so much pressure from so many different sides and. You experience burnout because you're just like doing everything, especially freshman yes. year. I feel like you get there and you're like, I have to do it all. And yes, say yes, say yes. And <laughs> yeah. <then you're> like, <laughs> um, and so you experience burnout, whether it's like physically or just like mentally or even spiritual burnout. I remember mm. experiencing and feeling like I was pouring out of like an empty well. And um, it really was because I wasn't stopping to like invest mm. in my personal relationship with the Lord. So there are so many times in college where it's like, dang, am I even like, doing what I'm supposed to be doing like what is the purpose like you you have those moments where you're like questioning everything and you're yeah. second guessing everything um but those four years are truly like such um transforming years of your life and defining years of your life and you learn so much like I think about when I was graduating like I was you know so like reminiscent of my four years like, <laughs> like played back yeah I like I think I listened to Hannah Montana the song uh as we no that's not that's the graduation song as we go on um what I don't know Hannah Montana has a really great graduation song it made me cry oh, <laughs> I highly recommend it <laughs> add but but yeah so you like think about you know everything that you've experienced over those four years and I think about like, when I was a senior, when I walked in freshman year, like, I had no idea, like, the blessings and, like, the wonderful community that I was going to meet and just, like, everything that I would go through, the highs and the lows and the hardest things and the best things. Um, And, like, if I could just, like, go back and tell my freshman self, like, my gosh, like, you have no idea what the Lord has for you in store. Mm. Like, I think I would have, you know, it would have I would have never believed it, yeah. you know? Well, I think it's interesting you said loneliness because you did join a sorority. And mm-hmm. so people, it's like, and I have a camper who, um, I'm not going to say her name, but she's probably listening to this right now. And she like, we FaceTimed the other day because she's just struggling in college completely. Yeah. She joined a sorority and she even started to do the, did I join the right sorority game? Yeah. That I think everyone after they rush sure. does. And it's because you think, even though like, a lot of times you think before that like, oh, I'll have open the gates of friendships right. to the sorority. Yeah. But, Friendships don't come just because, like, you get letters and you share that. Mm-hmm. They come if you actually, um, especially true community, if you realize that you share the same believer um, and right. you say you share the same God. But what do you feel like, looking back on your sorority life, did you have any expectations about it? I know you said you did it for ministry especially. Right. Yeah, and and I know that that's, like, not the most popular reason that people, like, join Greek yeah, life. Yeah, I didn't for... join for that. I joined for friends. <laughs> <laughs> Loser! <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I'm just so thankful because, I mean, going into recruitment week, like, rush week, like, I, that wasn't the first thing on my mind, but I guess just, like, as the week went on, like, the Lord instilled that on my heart, like, I'm gonna have you step into these dark places and, like, be a light, and that's just, like, what he put on my heart for all four years, and I... I love How nothing. so? Like, what was yeah. stepping out into darkness? Like, did you join a story that was maybe crazier, or? Um, I think I had, like, the opportunity to, um, join one that I would have had more, like, I know I would have had more community, and mm-hmm. I know there would have been more believers around me, but I felt the Lord was calling me to, like, step into a place where, like, I would be more uncomfortable. Like, I knew that there was going to be, um, a few girls that were going to encourage me and, like, speak life into me. And so, like, I knew I would, um, 
like I would find that there and I would have that there, but I also knew that it wasn't the most like saturated mm. Christian like population in this sorority. And so I felt like God was calling me to step out in faith and and really told me like college isn't the time to be comfortable. Like college mm. is the time to be uncomfortable and like try new things and um I felt like I was just setting myself up for like wanting that transformation and wanting to go on this adventure with the Lord from literally the first week of college, like going through rush week, you know? Yeah. And like, cause that's like, can be overwhelming the first week of college, but there's a quote that, um, so I went to Baylor and RG3, who's like our Heisman one year, um, not our Heisman, he was (laughs) America's Heisman, (laughs) but he was our our boy, (laughs) (laughs) but he said this quote and it was like, no pressure, no diamonds, um, about Mm -hmm. the idea that like, uncomfortable and things that are hard yeah. mold you into something beautiful. Absolutely. And I think that really, like, I know that's for people who are in college right now and who are like, ha, 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 like, that's cute, but, like, really, mm-hmm. like, right now I'm in the midst of the pressure and it sucks. Right. Um, But just trusting that being brought to, like, I'm not trying to be like, being brought to your knees is the perfect position to pray. Like, that's such a cheesy quote, but it's so true. Like, when Truly, you yeah. are overwhelmed, when you are drained, like, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, mm-hmm. um, it gives you something to talk about with God, maybe something to fight about with God, mm-hmm. but it gives you something yeah. to grow your relationship with him. That, But that's only if you have that mindset that you had, you know? Yes, and it definitely, like, wasn't easy. Like like you said, like, I fought with the Lord a lot freshman year because I, I was like, I, I feel like I'm, you know, I stepped into this darker place or, like, I, I just, where are the friends? Like, where is the community? Mm-hmm. Like, where is the affirmation? And I think sometimes we feel like we're entitled to that when we do something hard or we, like, follow um, and go somewhere we feel the Lord is calling us. Like, we feel entitled for, like, some sort of reward or, like, you know what I mean? And um, that is not ever promised to us. But what is promised to us is, like, the Lord is going to bless us, like, bless us. And the Lord does, like, take away in seasons, but He gives tenfold. Like, He's a good God mm-hmm. and He, like, loves us and He wants to give us the desires of our heart, but he he has a plan. Like, he has yeah. a process. And so, like, for me, freshman year, experiencing that um, that loneliness, in a sense, um, even though I was surrounded by so many awesome people, like, I just felt that loneliness. And I really think it was the Lord, like, wanting intimacy with me, mm-hmm. like, him and I together, like, what, like, diving into that relationship, what that, that's going to look like over the next four years of my life. And, um and then I was just, like, fervently praying for good friends, and he did. He brought me, like, one of my best friends um, freshman spring. And Give her a shout-out. What's her name? Casey McLean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, just, like, so thankful for her. And um, and and then years, as the years went on in, in college, like, each year my community grew, and mm-hmm. it just, like, blew my mind. And I think if I started out with an awesome community, like, I would have maybe been, like, desensitized, like, what a beautiful blessing, like, life-giving friends are. And so, like, leaving senior year, I was, like, that was the hardest thing to leave was the community and the people there. Mm -hmm. But, like, flashback to my freshman year lonely self, like, what in the world? I never would have imagined Transformation Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Four-year challenge of college. (laughs) But I think what – I love about your perspective on that in general is it didn't come easy and it didn't come quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it still came and you still went with this like sorority that you felt God was calling you to, even if it, there was no guarantee. Right. And a lot of times 
we think God owes us, and I think you kind of highlighted this, like, oh, we think, like, we deserve this. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, God owes me friendships that are life-giving because I'm trying. Like, he owes us nothing. Like, he already gave us more than we deserve, which is, right, exactly. like, very humbling to think. Um, and it's hard for me because I struggle with pride lately, and it's hard for me to understand and be reminded of. But mm-hmm. it is something that's so important for us to remember. And there's, like, a Bible passage. Gosh, I don't know the court latitude longitude thingy okay um but and it's like and it's been something that's been on my heart lately because I think especially with girls in college we keep saying like put your best foot forward and you'll find friends like mm-hmm. wake up every day and I'm not saying that's wrong like you do need to wake up with a smile and like truly see the goodness in life but you don't have to fake it till you make it sometimes you have to see like yes I was lonely yes I'm struggling and the bible passage I'm thinking of is the woman who was like bleeding for like 12 years or something Uh and in the middle of the crowd it was like a busy day she touched Jesus's cloak and she wasn't even supposed to be there that day Mm -hmm. because if you had that disease you were supposed to be hidden yeah Um, but she still stepped out went where she heard Jesus was Uh and touched him in a way that was faithful to the power that he had like she truly believed he could heal her Yes. And whenever you're going through loneliness or just a crappy life, um, you don't need to, like, put your best foot forward. You can come out with your brokenness. You can come out and admit you're lonely. Yeah. Um, but you actually have to believe that Jesus will win overall, mm-hmm. that Jesus will heal you, that Jesus will be there. Um, but it's a matter of perspective, I think, with how you look at your season. Yeah, and I think, like, that's, you know, the point of the gospel is, like, come as you are. Like, I don't mm. – like, Jesus isn't, isn't asking you to clean yourself up or to – get your life together or to, you know, fix all of your mistakes before you come to him. He's like, he meets you where you are, like in that brokenness, in that messiness, in the loneliness. And that's where he finds you and offers him, you, his grace, you know. And I I love this about you, Caroline. This isn't supposed to be like, uh uh-huh, I'm tired, what we love about Caroline. (laughs) Um, But uh, you can be, like, you have a lot of friends who are different than you. And, like, I mean, I'm completely opposite of you in some ways. Not in a bad way, but we just... You're just going to be, like I joked, you're going to be the best mom and the best wife one day, and I'll be the one who's, like, the hot mess, like, (laughs) trying to, like, (laughs) but um, even though you disagree, I totally, you'll be PTA mom 100%, (laughs) but uh, just even, like, we've talked about the other people that we mutually love, Mm -hmm. and I love about you is that you, like, you you lived college with such a good mindset, and, I like, I didn't all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I struggled with drinking, partying. I struggled with being, like, the person who lived the typical college life for a little bit and I think it was me uh almost like in a fight with God because I was tired of being the Christian girl like I was in high school I was tired of doing the right thing um and I felt like I wasn't getting any merit from it but like you can be friends with someone totally different than you um and yet you see like the common good in them you know you see their brokenness I don't know if you feel like that's something that you try to do you know well definitely and I think I feel like number one that's like a glimpse of heaven is being um friends with like, having community with people who are completely different from you. Mm-hmm. Like, when we get to heaven, it's not going to be a bunch of, like, us. It's going to yeah. be, like, everybody. Sort of goes, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be, like, the most beautiful thing. So I really try and, like, find community that is just diverse and sweet in that way. Um, but also, like, I feel like I learned that in college. So it, I didn't know all of these things in college or, like, live them out perfectly. Like, I was constantly, like, preaching all of these truths in mm-hmm. my head every single day, if not, like, every minute because it's a constant reminder, like, you know, just reminding yourself of the truths when you forget them. But I think being in a sorority at first, like I was, when I was experiencing that loneliness, I was like, I have nothing to relate to these girls to. Like, Mm. I don't have the stories of last night. Like, 
I don't, you know, I remember what happened. <laughs> you know yeah. what, you know? That you can't be like, oh, how'd I get home? <laughs> yeah, and so I'd be I'd, sitting, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be sitting at, you know, the lunch in, like, the dining room at, at lunch with these girls, and, like, that was my time. I felt like the Lord was wanting me to steward that time well to get to know girls, and I was just having so, such a difficult time, like, telling, like, relating to their stories and their memories and what they were relating to. But then I realized, like, maybe I don't have those, like, topical, surface-level memories, like the funny things that happened last night. But every human being has this innate desire to belong and to be loved and to find purpose. And you – and every single person, like, every human has that. And because we mm. were created, you know, for the Lord to fulfill those those voids. And oh, so, I love that. I never really thought about, like – Yeah, and so that, like, started to be my mindset, like, maybe I can't relate to them to this, but, like, I know that this girl wants to belong and have purpose and be loved. Like, how how is she finding that in her life? And sin is sin at the end of the day. Like, sin is a separation of us and God, and it comes in different packages, but it's still sin. Yeah. Um, It's still the same size, too. And so... And my sin might not look like her sin, but that doesn't mean that I'm any better. It's still a separation of you and God. Yeah. Um, Yeah, exactly. So I think I just realized, like, I'm... I'm so broken. I'm so unworthy. Like, I am, you know, and the difference, I think, between me and this girl is just that I'm aware of my brokenness and I'm aware of my need for a savior. But, like, on this, we're on the same, like, level playing field and, like, our brokenness and our sinfulness, you know. Yeah. And do you have any tips for anyone out there who is that Christian girl in the sorority who's Mm -hmm. trying to, like, who's like, I can't relate. Like, I have nothing to talk to them about. I would just say, like, be encouraged that what you're doing matters. Like, don't be let down that, you you know, people aren't, like, there's not a revival in your house or, like, people aren't coming to know Christ or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the girl at the lunch table could give a rip about, like, where you go to church, like, that kind of stuff. Like, be, like, that will happen. Like, I'm not going to say that won't because it will. Um, And it'll come and you won't be able to, you won't get invited to the stuff. But um, just know that you are making a difference and like the Lord sees you and he recognizes you and, um, you're going to be blessed for that. I truly believe that. Um, and just know that you might not see like the fruits of your labor or the impact that you're having like right now or next year or even before graduation, um, or even in this lifetime, you know, like Mm. we might not be able to see the impact we make until the other side of heaven, but, um, just be encouraged that it's what you're doing matters and it's worth it. Like living a life sold out for Christ is the most freeing and abundant life you could ever live, even when it gets hard. So like just stick it out because yeah. um, it's it's such a beautiful and rewarding life. And I think especially if you're in that atmosphere, like and this is like you're a very loyal and consistent person, like with your friendships. Um and that's something that I've learned from you. Um, like, as silly it is, like, Caroline leads a seventh grade small group every Sunday. And she's <laughs> consistent in going, consistent in praying with them, consistent in meeting with her co-partner. Um, and I think, like, if you're a Christian, like, just be consistent because the world isn't used to consistency these mm-hmm. days. They're that's used to things point, yeah. that go and come. Mm-hmm. They're used to the Christian girl just tweeting about God and then consistently ignoring them, you know. And so. Yeah, that's it, really good. They're if really you want to be tip. a difference, just be there. Yes, and all four years, like all four years, you're in like your sorority house, or all four years you're in that organization, yeah. or just that college. Like always, be consistent because, um, like I even just a little memory that was like such a blessing from the Lord. Like a girl that I had been building a relationship with, like she was an unbeliever, but um, and we never were super close or best friends. We just had different, you know, circles of friends. But our senior year, um, 
her dad got diagnosed with cancer. And mm-hmm. instead of going to her best friends that she, you know, parties with and goes out with, she knocked on my door in our house and came and asked if she could pray with me. And mm. that was, like, the most beautiful thing. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to cry. I know. It <laughs> literally – it made – I cried about it when it happened because I was just, like, my gosh. Like, I thought that what I was doing all this time, like, no one even saw it. It wasn't – like, it wasn't making a difference. But even that moment where she, like, chose to come find me to pray about, like, something that was hard and going on in her life, like, mm-hmm. that is God's, And pray like, to someone that she didn't really fully have a relationship with and she knew you well enough to know you had a relationship with this guy, you know? Yeah. So it was just things like that. I pray will happen um, for you out there who are, you know, living your life sold out for Christ. And I, I know that the Lord, like, he wants to affirm you. And I think um, something about what you just shared, too, is that's kind of similar to your story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, didn't, like, did you, did, I'm sorry, I don't, rem- honestly, I don't remember. I know your mom passed away. How old were you when she passed away? Um, it was three days before my 14th birthday. So, um, I was in eighth grade. Oh my gosh. Eighth grade sucks. <laughs> I know. Have you seen the movie eighth grade? <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, it's on Amazon Prime for free. Uh, I honestly, it was so like nails on a chalkboard that like, like but it's cringy. a good movie, but it's like, it reminds you of all the cringy moments of eighth grade. But oh, then gosh. to like lose your mom in that stage. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. It definitely was very difficult because... It w- it's such, like, a pivotal time in your life, I feel like, when you're in eighth grade and you're, you know, growing up and you're then you're going puberty, that- yeah, <laughs> yeah like- and you're going, you know, high school next year and all that comes with that um, was so difficult. And, I mean, to keep it brief, like, I could talk about that forever, but I I fought with the Lord for, for years and just never experienced, like, true healing, I think, until – Probably going into senior year of high school, like, I went to a private Christian school, and so I just wanted to, you know, slap a smile on my face and go to school and act like I was fine and that Mm -hmm. I knew God was good and that everything, you know, was okay and, like, He's faithful and whatever. But, like, in my heart, I honestly did not, like, truly believe that. Like, I had so much brokenness inside of me, and um, and and I also didn't understand the fact that like God wanted me in that brokenness and so I felt like I was hiding like I could hide it from him like mm. you know I don't know why I thought I could do that but I felt like I could hide my anger and my bitterness towards him but over time he like slowly just like broke the walls down from my heart and like peeled the scales away from my eyes and showed me like I have been there every single moment and like I have been faithful and not only that but what has like made it so amazing is that he took something so broken and so like hopeless you know according to the world and according to this life we live and turned it into something so beautiful and that could offer like restoration and hope and um just beauty to other people who are like I've gotten to use my story to like encourage well, even others. like you think about the girl in your sorority like yeah um, who and they, she probably knew, like, she's probably mad at God at this point. She goes, if this God does exist, I'm mad. And yet Caroline has gone through this immense pain that I now know how it feels. Um, how does she do it? You mm-hmm. know? And I think it goes back to the, the strong relationship you have and the way that it can be contagious. That someone sees, like, your joy and they're like, I want that. Yeah. I truly had to, like, fight it out with the Lord before yeah. I, like, got, like, he, again, like we were saying, like, brought me to my knees. And I was like, I I can't put this facade on anymore. And I think that we we believe that we like can't be mad at god like that's like you're a bad christian if you're mad at god but like 
that's a relationship. Like, yeah. a relationship encompasses every aspect, like the good and the bad. And that's what the Lord desires from us. So mm-hmm. he wants us to, you know, hash yeah. out the hard stuff, ask the hard questions, like, you know, doubt because it's going to bring you to truth. Like, yeah. I truly believe that. Like, if you're doubting, like, continue to ask questions because, like, God's truth is always going to be able to stand firm and above everything else. Yeah. Um, and, and I heard so, a quote recently. Yeah. It was like, um, if you're doubting God, and if you're doubting God's good and that he's there, um, tell God because it gives you something to fight about. You're, you're starting the conversation again. Yes, when start you, the conversation. Because when you tell God, I am not seeing you in my life, like, mm-hmm. he will provide an answer. Right. People just think that it comes with this voice that's like, oh, like, Caroline, your mom is with you. Like, you know, but that's not what it looks like. It yeah. looks like God moving mountains, God bringing a girl going through your situation to you, God taking the private school you, making you be the real you, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and I would just, like, encourage people, like, whatever you're going through, like, if it's the hardest things you've ever, str- like, struggled with and you don't see how there's a light at the end of the tunnel, how any good could come from this, like, be encouraged that, like, the Lord has a purpose for it and can take like such like really truly make beauty out of ashes and like Mm. your story can be something that is like redemptive and like offers restoration for you and others and just like a platform to glorify him like how crazy is that that God can do that you know yeah and he like and even going back to like God's not speaking about your life um, like speaking like words, um, I think it's because God can literally bring people in your life. God can move mm-hmm. mountains. Yeah. God can control your life that he's going to speak to you when you ask him to speak, maybe not through mere words, but maybe through like your own life and circumstances and what is placed in front of you. Yeah. And so how beautiful that is. But like you use the metaphor of how you had to, uh, something about removing something from your eye. Like, like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I was, but contact lenses in. <laughs> like I felt like the Lord like peeled the scales away from my eyes, like things that were blinding me to like what yeah. he was doing. Like he finally allowed like clarity for me to see like his purpose and his plan. Yeah. No, and I think, is there any, like, uh, just whether it was in college or whether it was during the season of, like, loneliness or of, like, your mom passing, is there any, like, big law you kept hearing during the struggle Um, that wasn't from God, that was from, like, the enemy or yeah. whatever you call him? I think, well, I mean, different lies, different seasons. Like, yeah. I, I feel like every lie or every step you, season you step into, you can experience different lies, but... I would say, like, going through the healing of that, it was just, like, that if I if I doubted God or if I was angry at him, like, I was being a bad Christian, and so... Mm, that's so dangerous to believe, and I remember right. thinking that, too. Yeah. I was, like, the fact that I'm right now, like, if I died right now because I'm doubting God, will I go to hell? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, and so I tried to, like, repress all that and, like, push it all down, but that mm-hmm. just lets, like, further brokenness and, like... Like, you're not fooling anyone, you know? Like, God sees it all. And so he's like, just, like, let's just talk about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So many things in in college, but then even, like, stepping into this season of post-grad. Yeah. Like, it hasn't. We've talked. It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It just hasn't looked like. No light against the tunnel after college. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) It just definitely hasn't looked like anything I thought it was going Mm -hmm. to look like. And I had. Can you explain uh, how so? Yeah, so. Yeah, so I graduated in May and didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do, but um, I I didn't want to move back to Orlando, which is where I'm from. And I'm so where, glad you did. <laughs> yeah, um, but I did, and I, I live in Orlando right now, and I'm able to save money by living with my parents, and um, 
and still figuring out like where the Lord has me and what he's calling me to. And so that wasn't anything that I expected coming out of college. And um, I think the lie that I started to believe post-grad was that because all of those things happened and it didn't look like what I wanted it to, I had failed in some way or another. Mm. Like somewhere along the way, I just like didn't do enough or I had messed up or like, yeah. like what, you know, like it just felt like a step back. You're like, did I, should I have taken an internship? Like you just like start questioning every single right. thing. Um, but, and I, and I do think that I fought with the Lord like the first few months after college, like this, this can't be right. Like I'm not supposed to be here. I know that like, did I, did you do something right? Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you're like, it's one of us, and <laughs> yeah. I don't want to point the finger at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but over time, like, truly, God has just, like, humbled me in so many ways and just um, kind of loosened the grip that I had on my expectations and my desires of what this season would look like and has opened my eyes to how much beauty there is in this season because I think that at first I saw – this like weird limbo as being like sandwiched between two good things. Like college was really great. And then when Mm -hmm. I land the job, like, and I'm living in the city I want, like the relationship works out, like all of those things, like that's going to be really great. But like right now, like it's not that great. So I just need to like get to the good part. But like the Lord has so much purpose again in every season of life, whether it's teaching you a new lesson or preparing you for what's to come. So you are ready. Um, and I think that if we hurry through the seasons that we're uncomfortable in or that we don't necessarily like, we're going to miss out on so many blessings and joys that the Lord has intended for this season, but also on on how it's preparing us for, like, what's coming. And so, like, when that thing does come, mm-hmm. it's like, we, oh, uh, I'm not ready for that. And, um, and I think I was listening to a sermon um of Louis Giglio's at his church and he was talking about passion and purpose and he was saying like if you're sitting in one of those limbo periods like when God finds you you want to be ready and so it's like you need to be faithful in the season of developing and in this season of growing so that when God finds you like I mean he's always with you but when he finds you for the next thing like he wants you to be ready and you want to be ready you know and looking back for me um and I'm just speaking to people of a different like Almost, like, and I'm not saying life isn't as great as it seems right now. I think people can look at my social media and they're like, Grace is traveling, speaking, wrote a book, and I get questions every day. How do I publish a book? And it's, like, hard to explain because God just took me on a crazy journey. Uh, started, it was a four-year journey, though, people don't realize. Like, you mm-hmm. met me before when I was like, I want to write a book. And then four yeah. years later, <laughs> it happened. So it's not as easy as it seems. But I look back and I remember senior year, like, I felt like that limbo, which is weird to think about it, like, senior year. I was, like, at the point where... I had got back to Jesus, and so I still had so many great friends, but mm-hmm. I struggled having Christian community, which is funny because I went to a Christian school mm-hmm. where there should yeah. be running amok, but yeah. it was almost like it felt like it was too late to have friendships in a church, mm-hmm. um, that, and so I almost, my biggest regret in college, um, which is not good to regret things, is I was in the sandwich, and I just settled for the sandwich. I didn't, yeah. I was like, this will be over soon, mm-hmm. like, yeah. and when I graduate, life will be better, mm-hmm. and so don't. Like, I like the metaphor of the sandwich. Like, don't just settle for being the stupid jelly. I don't know when to say. Don't be the turkeyest. Yeah, don't be the turkey. Like, you are the carb, girl. Um, you are the white bread, not wheat. I hate but, when people get wheat. But also, like, I think we 
compare like what what we're about to step into or what we're in right now mm-hmm. like we compare our lives to what we see on social media or what it, yeah. we think it's going to look like but you know like right out of college landing like the dream job and having extra money to like travel somehow and just like doing I don't great care on how your- people do that I want a shot. If you have successfully paid for your own travel across the world <laughs> and, your, and your mom did not pay for it or your dad did not, uh-huh. I would love to know how. Yeah. <laughs> it's kidding. But, so like, spoiler alert, that's not the reality. Like, yeah. you're going to get into post-grad and realize that all of these 20-somethings are just figuring it out. And that's been one of the most beautiful things, I think, um, for me to realize is mm. – God has blessed me with an awesome community here in Orlando. And and what I love about it is, like, we're all just, like, doing odds and ends jobs. Like, we're not in our dream job, maybe. Or we're, like, we've got (laughs) – Yeah, and – Besides this job, right, Jimmy? I'm (laughs) joking. But we all are just, like, figuring it out together and, like, also making it fun. You know, like, life is Mm. supposed to be fun. Like, we need to put the joy and the adventure back into life and – um. You know, even in the uncomfortable and awkward seasons. But, yeah, t- uh, like, just letting everyone know, your 20s, like, no one knows what they're doing. Well, it's hard because half Everyone's your friends, like, out. you know, half your friends are, uh, like, getting married and, like, pregnant or something. And yeah, then the other half are still throwing up in the toilet somewhere. <laughs> like, you know, going out Everyone's at a college Everyone's all over bar. the board, yeah. So and then you're sitting there fiddling your thumb doing nothing on a Friday night. And you're like, <laughs> I should be busy. Like, mm-hmm. but also, I think for me, coming from someone who... When I'm not busy, I get, like, stressed. I'm like, what yeah. I should be doing something. Right. But there's so much purpose that comes from, uh, like, the stillness, from the seasons of wait, and from yes. the times when your planner isn't full. And mm-hmm. I know I'm someone who thinks my purpose is to be busy to do things. My purpose is to love the Lord. Right. And sometimes that is doing something crazy and having a crazy heart-to-heart with a girl at a sortie house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's traveling the world. And sometimes that's sitting on your couch and actually opening your Bible for the first time ever. Right. In a while. Not yeah. Ever. And I think Maybe something ever. that that God has, like, placed on my heart in this season to just be, like, praying over and over my life is he's just given me the words of um, pressing into, like, my present reality while remaining expectant of what's to come. So, so can you say that again? Yeah, so pressing into my present reality. Pressing into my present reality. While being expectant of what is to come. While being expectant of what's to come. That's cool. It sounds like a Morgan Harper to call it or whatever her name is. Well, it's just been something that I've been holding close to my heart because I feel Mm -hmm. like God is really calling me to, like, press in where I am. Like, the places that he has placed me right now, like, do it with excellence and, like, do it all out for the Lord um, because there is a purpose. Like, from the beginning of time, God knew that you were going to be in this place at this time and he said it was good so I think we should really like press into that and know that you know there's he says like I withhold no good thing and I think we've heard Mm. that over and over again but I think I I just recently heard it with a whole new meeting in this season of like okay if he withholds no good thing that means that right now where I am in this life I have everything that I need and he will be faithful to, like, give me what I need when the time comes. So just, like, believing that. But also, like, having dreams and having goals and, you know, being excited for what's to come because I think on a bigger scale, we live in this, like, hanging in the balance of, like, present reality and what's to come in life because we are pressing into this, like, temporary world that, like, God has allowed us to live in and, um, he, like, wants us, you know, to be fully in, to do ministry, to, like, 
live this life to the fullest, but also be expectant of like our eternal life dwelling with him in Mm -hmm. heaven and so on a bigger scale we're hanging in this balance like our whole life of being present on this earth and then expectant of heaven yeah um so even in this smaller season like god has allowed me to see that on a smaller level of like pressing to where i have to like where i have you now caroline and then like dream and pray big and bold prayers of what's to come too because that's you know exciting and like i want to give those things to you also yeah is there, like, a humbling moment you remember in this post-grad season that really re-emphasize, I think is the word I'm trying to use, uh-huh. uh, the idea that God is working for your good, that God, like, you are working for his glory, so he is working for your good. Like, is there a moment that you had where you're like, finally, now I see it, I even don't, in the pain? I don't know if it was, like, an exact moment, but I feel like just it's been a process over time where God yeah. has humbled me in that way, whether it's been moving back to my hometown or things not working out the way I thought or closed doors. Um, and even like, and I feel jobs. like I've seen, like, I feel like I've seen you over time. Like, yeah. Even this like season of summer, like and stuff, uh-huh. like since I moved here and like, you have so much more of a peace about you now. I don't so mean much. that. No, I truly. That, like, uh, I feel that myself too. Like, like I said before, like, I think at first I was like, fighting my reality and people be like what are you doing like what are you doing right now like what are you doing here like that would be like my least favorite question like yeah, what are you like, doing? can you shut up <laughs> what are you doing yeah like, but I would always be Steve. like I'd always be like well this for now like I'm not gonna be here long like, like you almost embarrassed like uh, just yeah like chilling. I would just like I don't know reflect the question because they'd be like well I don't know what I'm doing but like I know it's not gonna be this for you know what I mean yeah. but like I don't know what's to come but now I feel so content and like at peace saying, I don't know, but I know that God knows and yeah. I know that he And has- you're not embarrassed anymore because you know, like, it's God's plan. So it's, why yeah. are we embarrassed of a lack of, like, activity in our life when God has put us in a lack of activity for a greater purpose, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, there's so much purpose to everything and it's, it's awesome, like, just to embrace it all and step into it, you know? Is there, like, one word you would describe God's character in this season? I know that's hard. I just put you on the spot. That was totally a, a reworded question, but I just, like, sometimes love one word. <laughs> um, gosh, I I think there's so many different characteristics in every season that I feel like God continues to reveal to me, but the one thing that has remained consistent about who he is that I love, if you could, like, even pick a favorite thing, <laughs> you know, yeah. about Jesus, <laughs> is um, his pursuit. Um, and how he relentlessly and fiercely and unconditionally pursues my heart in every season and pursues the hearts of his children. And he stopped at nothing and he will stop at nothing to like win over our hearts and, um, how it is such like a strong and such a fierce love, but it's also such a simple and beautiful love and, Mm. um, how I have just continually seen him pursue me, you know, when I was younger and I was going through the loss of a loved one or when I was in college and I was lonely or here in post-grad where there's so much uncertainty and lack of clarity, um, God has just continued to pursue my heart in, in the, in the wonderful and perfect way that he does. Yeah. And I'm just so thankful for that. My favorite, I just been thinking about that a lot too. And I love that word pursuit. For me, I feel like lately I've learned that God's like a cheerleader. And it's mm-hmm. it's hard because it's like I will literally be going the wrong way. And he'll be like, you can do it next time. Like, you know, <laughs> um, like don't get me wrong. He's also like a coach. And he'll like, he's not afraid to like tell you when you're, what you're doing wrong and how you can fix it. Yeah. But 
that's something I look in this season. I'm like, God wants the good of me. Like, God is cheering me on. Um, do I not trust his intentions? You know? And right. I think for me, sometimes I get mad at his intentions. I'm like, what's his reasoning for this? But he has the best pure intentions. Like, he's on my team. Um, and it's important for me to realize that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and now the last question I ask everyone, and then you'll ask me. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 I'll make you. <laughs> what is something that is giving you life these days? Like, giving you energy, making you want to wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and be excited about what God's going to teach you. And it can be deep. It can be small, mm-hmm. <laughs> big and wide. Yeah, big and wide, big and wide. Um, I think, honestly, I'm such a people person, and I'm so, like, relationally driven and energized, so I am so thankful for the people in my life that God's given me. Like, that's what gets me excited, and He surrounded me with people who, you know, encourage me and who I am, and champion me on and like the things I'm Mm. doing and I'm so thankful for that and um I hope that like he's allowed me to be that in their life as well and um that gives me life and then just like the possibilities of new things like of what's to come and you have a lot of exciting things under your belt yeah and just you know what God has for me because yeah. I know that it's beautiful and it's going to be whether it's an a adventure. new roommate, a new job, or new like right. whatever. Yeah, and so just like I've started to view the uncertainty instead of it being something so daunting and like foggy and scary as something that is like full of possibility and adventure. Yeah. Um, Grace, what about you? Oh, what? thanks, thanks. I didn't even have to ask myself. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. you're so kind to think of me. <laughs> uh, it's always awkward every time. I'm like, so then you'll ask me. I love Sydney. So I found this discount. I mean, I'm probably not going to be able to do it. But listen to this. This Wow Era is having this. Did you see me post about this? Wait, yeah. The, it's, what if is it? If New your Zealand first or? or last name is Valentine, you get a free trip to Iceland. Iceland. For you and a person. Yeah, I know, hit but me I can't, up. I'm free I can't these go. days. I know it's like such a significant other me like oh. holding hands with a friend. <laughs> um, that would be amazing. I know. Wow, like air. I'm, I'm right sure. Before, I know. Wow, air. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. Never heard of that. You can buy your food on the plane. Like it's a 12 hour ride. <laughs> but not sure about the credit. But it's like who else really applies to this? Like I said it to my family. Like yeah. Like, <laughs> so you actually take people, and then the whole plane. Are you like yeah? Is it like a? Are you long? There's actually this one girl who is an SMU Pi Phi, which is funny because that's a sorority. I was uh-huh. in Texas. Yeah. She's blonde. And she would get tagged in my stuff sometimes. And so I once asked her for the username Grace Valentine. Because her name's Grace Valentine. Oh, But isn't that true. weird? She's journalism major, too. Like, it's just kind of weird. <laughs> she's you. But I messaged she's her. I was like, hey, dude, just thought you should know. She's like, ha, ha, ha. Like, Y'all can go together. I know. You know, another, but I don't think That's I'll be crazy. able to go. It's just sad. I've always wanted to go to Iceland. But also, I hate the cold. But oh. it's just funny. Like, who, like, you know, that yeah. was God pursuing me. Yeah. <laughs> That's like being sweet to, to you. <laughs> I know. It was just funny in general. I'm going to try but I probably won't be able to. So uh, y'all should. can let me know in the comments. Me message me. Tell me if I should do it. Do it. <laughs> tell me if you want to come with. I've had to, I posted on my story and so many girls were like, You suddenly have go. so many more friends. I know. It was like the most random people and I was like, I mean, I'll have fun with anyone. But <laughs> interesting. Yeah. But thank you so much for coming, Caroline. It's been a joy to always hang out with you in general. Um, and it's just been also fun to have you as my friend and my cheerleader too. I feel like you are. So, thank you for being Caroline. Of course. (laughs) Love you lots. Love you lots.
Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the I'm Tired podcast. I had so much fun chatting with Caroline, and I hope you did too. She brings a lot of wisdom and joy into any conversation, and I know that her perspective probably gave y'all great perspective too on how to handle hard seasons and how to find God in the midst of confusion. And so I just want to say, if you can find her on Instagram, her name's Caroline Baker. Give her a follow. My Instagram is at the Grace Valentine. I have a book available on Amazon and at Barnes & Noble books a million called am i enough embracing the truth of who you are i would love for you to read it please leave this podcast if you enjoyed five stars or four or three or two or one if you really want to hurt my feelings but you know five stars like give your uber driver always kind and also make sure you subscribe because we post bi-weekly and we have a lot of great episodes that you can also watch talk to you later